0: early horns podcast this is season two episode 17 and it is a little bit tardy took a week off yeah (laughs) had shit to do yeah it felt right though i mean we
1: missed we missed some good stuff we missed some cinco de mayo um you know i uh part of the reason why this podcast is a little delayed is um both of these podcast hosts got drunk um because we're supposed to record on cinco de mayo um i drank a half gallon of margaritas and decided um you know what this 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 isn't going to be good audio
0: (laughs) yeah i uh i had way too many margaritas i was completely worthless the next day it was a it was a real bad hangover oh yeah it gets brutal so
1: so my birthday's on the fourth so i'm a big star wars geek may the fourth be with you it's my birthday so um went out that night then that's, that's like bender shit man Cinco de Mayo is always the next day, and I love Mexican food. I love margaritas. It, it is like a two day period, even now in my thirties, where it's just like, you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's just fucking go for it. So we have this we have this restaurant called Fajita Pete's near us, and they have baller margaritas, and it's all frozen. It's literally like twenty bucks, and they'll deliver for free a half gallon of margaritas to your doorstep. So I did that on Cinco de Mayo just by myself.
0: Because why not? (laughs) I always make like a big batch of margaritas and my wife really likes my margaritas, but then she'll only have one. And so I'll have this huge batch of margaritas that then you got to, I just need to consume. (laughs) Yeah, you have to, that's the law. My wife. And I just don't, I I don't want to be wasteful, right? I don't want to just pour tequila down the drain. And then it always turns into just the fucking gnarliest hangover the next day. (laughs) Cause I have like a, picture of fucking margaritas. But like a picture of margaritas that are two parts tequila, one part triple sec, one part lime and half a part simple syrup. That's my recipe.
1: That's all you need. Yeah. And do you do you blend it or are you just going straight over ice? Straight over ice or just put it in the fridge, right? I just yeah. make a big pitcher of that liquid. Oh yeah. That's all you need. And then and then just drink it yeah so i'm not a huge frozen guy like i'm actually a bigger margaritas get too sweet for me so i'm a big beerita guy i love a little corona on the top you know cut cancel out some of that coronita bitterness. yeah coronita oh man that's what they're built for i mean the, that is what they're built for uh, corona knew their market they knew what they're targeting they knew they said hey we're gonna make these these little baby bastard <laughs> bottles and they're they're just gonna be built for people that just think margaritas are a little too
0: sweet (laughs) talking about pushing stuff i don't know if you've checked the angie verona thread lately but she posted some workout videos of her (laughs) lifting i have not insane uh insane amounts of weight i try Uh, to she's got got 245s on the on the bar and she's like (laughs) "Ah, maxing out but nobody's looking at the bar (laughs) <laughs> I, tell you I try
1: much. to stay in the, in the sugar baby thread um in
0: the <laughs> forum so i keep up with angie verona you know because key west maybe she was making an appearance there she was in cancun when i was in cancun i'm trying to i'm trying to have her run it yeah that makes sense that makes sense you know every now and then you just need to you know
1: just in case you need to you need to have some talking points in case you run into her That's smart that's just business yeah. business people doing business decisions so <laughs> Speaking of business people, how about that gas shortage? That's a thing now.
0: (laughs) I don't know how. So it it wasn't, it was some Russians. It wasn't the Russians, some Call of Duty shit. Number one, how is your security so compromised where you get somebody to do like a Bitcoin ransomware on a, a critical piece of infrastructure? How do you not have a fucking way to be like, oh, turn the computers off and like the, <laughs> it's, fuck it's fucking Nothing pipes flowing, you. dude. Like, how can you not go and have three dudes go and like turn some fucking levers? So so I think this is going to be a
1: fun conversation because you as a tech guy. And me as a logistics guy have different aspects of this. So um, I don't know what ransomware is. I know I, I don't know what malware is. I think if I was on the Angie Verona thread, I'd probably get some malware. <laughs> it's it's uh, you know clicking on one of those links. No, that's a
0: cloakroom. That's cloakroom. Yeah,
1: that's cloakroom. But from a logistics perspective, this shit happens all the time. So, we'll have our main like LTL carriers, you know, some of the, the biggest players in the game, YRC, Roadrunner, Estes, A, Cooper, they'll all get like ransomware where it's like, oh, yeah, all of our systems are butt fucked for like a week and a half. And we'll, they'll have to do like, it, it, I swear to God, it's happened at least three times in the past year. Where they're like, hey, we have to do like, we have to handwrite things and you have to like physically call things in because now. Yeah, but that's okay. That's fine. That's like, that's fine because you can
0: still do business. These these people, there's like a physical, there's, yeah, because you work in logistics, right? Shit can still get moved without computers. You'd think,
1: you'd think, I would think. But no, now everybody's all needy and shit like it has to be like all clear and concise. And and now, like even the Texas Department of Transportation has so much. Everything is basically, you know, logged and kept through computers because, hey, people were fucking dying because guys were drinking like 30 monsters and snorting 20 Adderall to make a delivery and like go from like Houston to Washington in like. 38 hours so even now it's it's once a computer system is down it's shut down and i don't understand why i don't understand how i know why a truck moves from one point a to point b i don't understand how a computer affects it
0: so <laughs> that's why you as a tech guy can enlighten me that's some bullshit is what it is some fucking bullshit they need to have and, and you can't have a critical infrastructure like this just be controlled solely from a, a computer that's do better It's stupid it's stupid <laughs> it's, because it's it's it would be different if it was like the internet right because the inter- everybody knows the internet's just a series of tubes so like when surly goes down the tubes are clogged so you know you just you know, unclog the tubes yeah, yeah uh, i'm back in everybody knows that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean when you're moving fucking gasoline you're you're moving fucking gasoline there's no computers involved in moving gasoline you, you gotta move gas you would uh, think <laughs> you would think yeah there, there should be a manual override to all of these types of systems where like i get it like if it goes down and it cripples it for like two to four hours like it, it's ridiculous that it goes down for whatever and then and then these they they like couldn't figure it out they like didn't have a rollback plan they didn't have like a they were like completely fucked And they had to pay a $5 million ransom. They had to pay $5 million. (laughs) Did they pay it in Bitcoin? Because did that
1: cause the Bitcoin jump? Because that would be great. Oh man. All I know is these these people...
0: Whoever paid the fucking... The the ransom needs to go to jail.
1: Right? You you know? It's just stupid. All you got to do is be like, Hey, look. North Carolina is looking a little, little light on gas. Let's just give them some gas. Here you go. Here's some gas. But... No one computer's down. I think they're all running on AOL. I think that's the... They they ran out of hours. All gas, no computers? It's not all gas, no brakes. All gas, no computers. That's good. Or or no gas, no computers. They ran out of hours on their free AOL discs that they had to insert in their floppy disk drive or whatever the fuck.
0: (laughs) Talking about weird shit that happened this week, uh, you uncovered this and texted me like first thing in the morning. Uh, Apparently, David Ash... Has joined the professional. This is a professional league. It's not. It's not amateur. That's money. Polish Big money. football league. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I saw it on Reddit. Uh, I think it's. A, I think Will Bazer actually runs the Reddit. Uh, whatever the Longhorn Reddit is, and I saw Polish football, and it said former Texas quarterback David Ash is playing Polish football. Immediate thread. <laughs> I'm barely uh, it up. I had to drop so that.
0: I what what's the name of the team David Ash polish football the warsaw Mets perfect name I mean at least he's in Warsaw that's a I think that's a city that most people know right it's the capital of Poland. We should do a live podcast in Warsaw.
1: <laughs> what, what do you think, David? David Ash? We should just go to Poland. <laughs> hey, David, we're coming, bro. Like, hey, we're just gonna bring our computers. We're gonna bring our microphones, and for sure, we just
0: party with David Ash at that point. I mean, but how, David? David, come back. I'm worried. Come back to Texas. Stop fucking around. It, don't. You I'm, know, worried. Brain, I'm worried. Your brain. Your brain is fragile. I did you see the one highlight where he I mean, he's making good throws. The kid can still throw. He's got he's got an extended throwing motion. I saw that in the thread. But I mean, dude's throwing dimes. He he looks better than all the other quarterbacks, of course, in this league. But you'd hope uh, he took (laughs) off scrambling on on one of those plays. And I
1: was like, oh, no, please don't go down. It's nerve wracking like watching that. It's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned for his safety. Like if he takes one good hit, like Polish doctors, are you, you, you're putting a lot of faith in this Polish football league's insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're putting a lot of faith in that Polish league's insurance to like, make sure you're good for like, I think somebody did the math on like the average pay and it was like, eight dollars and 80 cents an hour or something like that it was basically less
0: than minimum wage yeah i mean is he just bored uh, like he because he can't be you can't make a comeback right i mean he's right he's basically medically retired no no real professional team on the state side or even canadian football w- would sign him because he's medically unable to to continue
1: i mean could so- does he have a year of eligibility left? Are we looking at our third-string quarterback no, next he, year?
0: He's, he, he did. He probably would have had eligibility left had he not played Polish football.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now he now he took a salary. Now from he's a Polish professional, and now he's maybe he he's just done. wanted
0: to say that he was a professional. Hey, you never know.
1: I mean, it's good for him. You know, it's cool that he's playing football again, and and he's making money. I'm sure. I I can't imagine it's like his real fucking job. Like he moved overseas to pay playful polish football but um you know good for him i want to say i'm worried about his health like bro sometimes just give up the dream and just just roll on to something that has a you know a potential future um or i mean just just keep i guess keep doing you (laughs) there's not much you can say on polish football i mean it was it looked like they weren't allowed to run after the catch like you caught the
0: ball and you had to stop (laughs) like it did it so it did kind of look no no joke it did kind of look like a no man's land between elite high school football and like d2 i was thinking yeah elite
1: high school football sounds about right i was thinking like if i turned on like trinity college like d3 what would it look like and it looks like polish football polish football sounds about right for you know d3 like one shaky camera like in poland they're for sure putting like the vhs tape cassettes in their video cameras and like when they're recording they have like that rubber islands that, he, that your dad probably <laughs> used to have when he was recording family movies <laughs> <laughs> just they're watching film on betamax <laughs>
0: oh dude i mean who knows anyway speaking of professionals from the University of Texas. We have a new batch of professional football players that used to play for the University of Texas. Not all of them have graduated. Most of them have. But yep. there's draft news. Uh, we are we are a bit late because, uh, you know, we got drunk last week. But <laughs> better
1: late than never. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's pretty cool that we have something to talk about. Because, I mean, this this is the best showing in the draft that we've seen in a long time, I think. I think before we even get into the draft, I think we do need to address a little bit of, you know, with Sam being drafted, we do have to talk about Jake a little bit, which is a super bummer. I mean, it's awful. I mean, that family's already been through enough. Um, and you know, you know, we've talked about this enough, uh, on, on Surly and, and in real life at this point, um, it's just an awful situation. Um, you know, we really wish the best for the Ellinger family, and you know, it's it's hard to be you know try to be funny and lighthearted about any of this stuff, um, as much as we want to, um, but you know, we absolutely have to address Jake because uh, losing anybody in the Longhorn family is devastating, especially somebody that young. I mean, he's twenty years old. That's brutal. Uh, especially after losing a dad. A lot of people are, you know, in that thread on Surly are breaking down, uh, you know, some of their own experiences which are just brutal. You know, it makes me blessed. You know, I've experienced loss in my life. I'm sure everybody else has, but um, loss of a child is something that I pray to fucking God I never have to experience because I don't know if I could mentally handle it. And, you know, seeing that picture of...
0: Oh, when they were fishing...
1: Yeah, when they are fishing, I fucking lost it. That was that was the one where I just I broke down. I fucking cried like a bitch. I don't care.
0: I was all fucked up, man. I was all fucked was, up for like two or three days. It's like pretty bad.
1: Yeah, just because no, it, it
0: just brought back a lot. And yeah, it, it's I mean, it it is a bummer and beyond a bummer, right? I mean, it's it's devastating. You see the current players, you see the the coaching staff who didn't even really get to. to interact with them all that much except for spring practice and then to have you know some of the old staff usually they they just kind of move on and you know you're just a nobody to them afterwards and to to see the effect that he had as his own person on so many people was it you know it was just devastating It's devastating emotionally for for me it's devastating for the program and hopefully they come out and fucking hang 48 That'd be great. In game one and yeah, that
1: um DeMarvian Overshone um tweet that he laid out and put everything really nice and concise. And that's somebody, you know, that spent a lot of time with him, you know, in the locker room. And um, you know, to ha- to come out with words like that is is tough, especially for somebody. I mean, these are I mean, people don't understand, you know, with, with college football, it's it's they think of these as grown fucking men. Um, but a lot of these kids they haven't experienced loss. Like think of some of these 18 year old freshmen walking me as an 18 year old. I, you know, you might've experienced loss of like a grandparent, but you're not experiencing loss. Like, you know, your friends and your classmates and your teammates and, and to, you know, to experience something like that in an environment that's could be new to you at that point too. It's, it's, it's crazy. And it, I mean, fuck it matures you quick. I mean, that's, It's brutal and it's brutal for the team and it's brutal for the program. And it's, you know, I, and I cannot imagine how brutal it is for the Ellinger family. I mean, just, yeah, that fishing photo, if you haven't seen it, um, I'll probably tweet it out on the Surly Surly Worms podcast or Surly Orms Twitter. And it's, it's, ah, it's fucking brutal, man. But anyway, we need to move on. Um, You know, rest in peace. Sam did get drafted. Yeah. Sam got drafted and, and, you know, I'm super happy that, you know, some of Jake's final moments are captured on video with seeing his brother get drafted. And, you know, I think that, I think that means a lot to everybody and, and I hope it means a lot to the Ellinger family and just know, Hey, we're praying for you guys. Um, you know, we would, if, if the Surly horns network can do anything for you guys, just reach out. Cause I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I mean, talking about Sam getting drafted, though, I I was convinced there's evidence on the board in the thread, in the Sam thread, where I was like, you're doubting. He's fucked it up. He's fucked it up. He's not going. He's he's done. He's not going to get taken. And he's uh, the last quarterback taken and yep. to the Colts in the sixth, right? And I guess uh, he got drafted.
1: Yep, he got drafted. And it's, You know, it's great. It's great for him. Um, I could see the Colts putting together something where, you know, I always said the same thing about Tim Tebow. You know, Tim Tebow, if I was drafting for whatever team in the NFL when Tim Tebow came out, I would have like 15 plays designed for him. You know, you could put him at tight end, you could put him at running back, you could put him at fullback, you let him run on special teams, you obviously quarterback, you know, you let him, you know, just kind of be a jack of all trades where you can just kind of insert and fit certain roles like a Swiss Army knife. There's value in guys like that, you know, especially, are you telling me? If you went up to Sam Ellinger and said, hey, you want to run down this kickoff? That dude is saying, yes, we are going to run down this kickoff.
0: (laughs) Even beyond that, right? So day he's drafted, I'm like, what the fuck's going on with the Colt? Like, I don't know shit about the Colts QB room, right? Andrew Luck left and they've been a fucking flaming (laughs) dumpster fire ever since. And so I'm like, what the fuck is going on over there? And I go and check and he's already QB three. If he doesn't fuck up spring or not spring. If he doesn't fuck up workouts and and just learns the playbook and plays with the practice squad and doesn't get run off, he's gonna make the roster. He's gonna make the fifty three man cut. I like think Otto. he's
1: gonna make. I th- I think he's gonna make. a I think he's gonna have a decent career. I think people are gonna see his attitude. Um, you know, I think he's a little, little limited physically in terms of like throwing. But I mean, if you told me like, hey. Sam Ellinger, can you just be like our goal line quarterback, where you literally just plunge for a yard? <laughs> hey, can you
0: just go win games? Like when yeah. we need to hit the win button, can you just go be the win guy?
1: Hey, it's fourth and inches, and Indomicon Sue's right in front of you. Can you just like jump? <laughs> can you just dive? <laughs> You're gonna get hit to fuck, but you just dive. I think he's gonna make a decent career. I I I, I do. I don't think he's ever gonna be a starter level. I don't think he's I, I don't think Who he's knows? that's the
0: thing with him is that his intangibles, like everybody said, kind of like Tim Tebow, completely off the charts. Yep. And you saw Tim Tebow, right? He started some games oh with the Broncos God, even... and they were fucking animals, right? Everybody wanted to play with and for Tim Tebow. He just sucked balls, right? As a quarterback. He was I mean, we didn't even talk
1: about Tim Sam. Tebow. I forgot to add it to our
0: sheet. Like Tim Tebow, oh, he's the play... tight end now. <laughs> he's the tight end for Urban Meyer. Fucking Urban Meyer, dude. Let's talk about that later. We got Dude, we touched the bullet
1: with Urban Meyer. I'm thinking at this point, if he's bringing in fucking dude, Tim Tebow will be coaching tight ends or something at Texas if we brought in I, Urban Meyer. I don't
0: fucking know, dude. Okay. <laughs> we're going to go backwards through the draft since we started with Sam and he was the last yep. Longhorn drafted. The second to last Longhorn drafted, the Wolf. Caden oh. Stearns to the Broncos. Decent spot for him, I think.
1: I think, um, yeah. I th- I Another th- guy I
0: didn't think was going to get drafted.
1: I thought he'd get drafted. I mean, he has he has all the physical tools. Um, you know, supposedly he had a really bad attitude. I'm not going to talk about that. But I don't know, uh, man
0: his his film his last two seasons was really his bad. Year he was first
1: round pick. Like people, yeah. Were his like,
0: freshman year, but not the last two years. I mean, yeah. he was. It was just awful. Was, I mean, last year, not this season that just ended, the season before was... Miserable. Yeah, that was real bad. That was, was a super terrible. regression.
1: And I mean, that was... And I don't know if it was like him playing hurt. Like, I know he's had some injury issues, but it was atrocious. Like, people were legitimately talking like, this is a first-round pick. And and for me, you know, I was excited like, oh, shit, like, we have this five-star that we stole from fucking LSU and it actually looks like a five star. I'm not used to this. Normally, it's like, oh, it's a five star that you know gets the fucking Malcolm Great, you know, Malcolm Brown, you know, Jonathan Grade treatment, you know, or you know, I, I don't know. I was super excited. Man, about who it. Who knows and how I mean, much of
0: it was coaching or how much of it was his head was checked out? Like, who knows? Exactly. Because he showed up and his combine numbers were fucking insane. He didn't look like yep. a four four guy on the field nope. ever, ever,
1: even freshman year. I mean, he he had, he he. It looked. I don't know if it was – I'm guessing it was just the system because it was – his freshman year, he was so, like, instinctful and he was making plays and he was making plays on the ball. And then it was just like he's lost, third and 17. And, like, like I I don't know. I don't know. The Caden Stearns era is one of those just conundrums where if you told me, hey, Caden Stearns went out and he had an eight-year NFL career, I'd believe you. If you I would totally him.
0: believe that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I don't know that he's gonna. There's not going to be like an island, right? There's no Caden Stern's island, no. but I think he's okay. he's a serviceable cornerback.
1: Yeah, I think I think he's I think he could be you know your your second string free safety, play corner, play sh- strong safety a little bit, play nickel a little bit. Like I think he could be a depth defensive back. Um, or if you told me at the same point, like he's had injury problems and, you know, he continues to have those and he
0: flames out in a year.
1: I would believe that too.
0: All right, moving on. Still in the fifth round. Take one Graham. Thought that was a fucking steal bargain. Yeah. Fifth round. I, I thought he was going to go sooner than that. Agreed. I think
1: um, I think he was undervalued. I, I think Taquan Graham has the frame. He has the build. I think um, you can blame lack of production a little bit on usage as well as, um, you know, development, I guess. Um, I think he's a good piece. I think he's a guy that's going to stick around for a while.
0: Oh, dude, he's going to be so good.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be good. Be I think
0: he gets playing time
1: soon, right? Yeah, I think he gets sure. substantial playing time. The Falcons fucking suck. Like the Falcons. Yeah, they're awful. Is awful. Yeah, no, I think. Yeah, so get... I think
0: he I think he gets uh, I think he gets in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh, was a was a fifth rounder, too. I mean, I could see him going that path, you know, um, getting substantial playing time because he has all the physical tools. And I think he has, you know, the mental, you know, well-being to 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 be kind of a disruptive kind of guy. Um, I th- I think in the fifth round, those are the guys you want to take. I think he's a
0: great pick in the fifth round. All right, barely, barely in the third round, but still third round. Nice. The 69th. 69th. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Joseph Osai. What a bargain. That is insane value. This what blood. a bargain. I mean, I why was he still on the board at 69, but... Man, the Bengals had a plan. Did you, you did you hear that? Like they really wanted him and they like oh, did they? they like freaked the fuck out when he was still available. They were like, for sure, nobody's gonna let us have him in the third round. And he he fell into the third. And like As what a fucking value pick. Cause there's no way, like, number one, he he's gonna start substantial, right? He's gonna play oh, substantial yeah. amounts of time immediately. Um and he's got the frame there uh i just watched a a twitter video of him in rookie camp and he just looks like a fucking animal right i mean he's a beast
1: his motor man i mean you're getting a guy with that motor in the third round that's absurd it's absurd i was mad when he slid out of the second round i was mad i was mad that any team just didn't just Take a gamble on his motor. I mean, I I hear like, oh, the reason why he fell is because he's kind of a tweener. You know, people don't know if he'll fit in a 3-4 or a 4-3. And it's just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you take a player like that. dude, I think he fell in the third round
0: because GMs, like, if there's one thing we learned about this draft or from this draft about the NFL... Is everybody's front office is full of fucking idiots? Yeah, these people do not know shit. Shit, they don't know shit. (laughs) They
1: don't know shit. Yeah, you know what they do know? They know that they have to draft SEC players. That's all it is. It's so stupid. They there wasn't a single Big Twelve player drafted in the first round. Um, but all the Alabama had what
0: thirteen. Yeah, something, something insane. They had most of the first round was just Alabama. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking stupid. And
1: then you get like guys like uh the oh God, I can't even remember the Florida wide receiver that got drafted to the Giants, Tony. Tony, he, people were talking about him in the third round. He's going in the first. You guess what? If he was at Oklahoma or he was at West Virginia, he's not getting taken in the fucking first round. It's, just stupid biases and people just don't do their fucking due diligence, which is crazy. You would think that like, Hey, this is your job. Like you, maybe should do better. <laughs> just, just try harder.
0: I mean, it's the same thing. Like it's the same reason why some, some head coach gets fired and then somebody else hired. It's like, why would you hire some head coach? That's just trash. Yeah. You can like, what? what's the, the deal? There. And the, yeah, whatever. But anyway, there was one more longhorn you know. drafted. well, there's there's an undrafted guy too, but we're going to talk about the, the guy who went in the second round. Yeah, Samuel Cosby. Cosby.
1: Yeah. yeah, Sam Cosby to the Washington football team. Good fit, I think. Um, I know, I'm sure they need a tackle. Um, yeah, I think uh, him going in the second is fitting. fitting. Um, if you told me he went in the late first, you told me he went in the second, you told me he went even in kind of the early third. Um, I thought Osai would get drafted before him. Uh, but I think tackles more of a need position than than any kind of defensive lineman, defensive end edge guy.
0: Yeah. And I think very appropriate the uh, draft position. Good team yep. to go to right from a from a position perspective. All right. it We'll be good. It'll be good for him. Nope. Be, no, I mean, he's a big a, boy. Make big boy money.
1: Yep. He's athletic. You know, he's a big dude. He's got you know, he's got the wingspan. People keep comparing him to Connor Williams just because of it, because. He's white and they kind of look the same and they both played <laughs> tackle at the University of Texas, but I think he has a lot uh, bigger arms. I think he's definitely going to play tackle at the, at the next level. I think he's going to be a really good right or left tackle.
0: All right. And then Shane Bouchelle, former Longhorn. Didn't he get, you know, undrafted free agency by uh, Kansas city?
1: Yep. He's yeah. He's, he's, he has like the same contract there, as,
0: as, as Sam. Oh really? Huh? Yeah. He got, a, he got like an insane undrafted free agent contract.
1: Yeah. There were, there were, we had a couple undrafted guys. Brendan Eagles went to the Cowboys, my Cowboys. Oh, did, think.
0: did, yeah. did that happen? I missed that. I yeah. Brendan
1: Eagles went to the Cowboys. I think Terry, uh, Terry that Black. Guy should
0: have fucking come back. What was that he was fucking thinking?
1: Yeah. That was, that was fucking stupid. Um, I think Tariq Black went to the Colts as well. I don't know. I took terrible notes, and and guys, it's been like three weeks since the draft, so it's not really fresh on the mind. There is
0: a thread on this if you want to catch up on it.
1: Yeah, there's there's plenty of info on just out there. the undrafted
0: free agents. Yeah. So,
1: but yeah, no, I think it's I think mainly I think my I think the biggest takeaway for the draft is I think it's just cool to see people get drafted again, um, and I think the next couple of years we'll have more people drafted. Um, I think there, you know, we could talk about a lot of different folks that are coming up, and I think by, you know, not next year. I'm just warning you guys. I can't imagine that there's a first round pick next year on this team, unless somebody surprises. Um, unless, like, there.
0: unless they let Bijan in early,
1: but he's not eligible. He's <laughs> yeah. not eligible for the drafts. So, yeah, no, so I mean,
0: unless they just yeah. say whatever,
1: he's good enough. Just come, bring him in. Sir, do you want to be drafted? (laughs) The (laughs) Mike Williams treatment. But, I mean, um, so next year, Overshown. I could see him slipping in, you know, first three rounds. I think he's going to be a day one or day two guy. Um, Jameson, same deal. Um, I think B.J. Foster could be in that mix. Maybe probably more day two, day three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Josh Thompson, same deal as Foster. Anthony Cook. Um, hey, Dicker we the have, kicker. I Dicker mean, the there kicker. was
0: one kicker taken right in in the draft this year. Uh, yeah, just one. But I think Dicker could get taken actually because he's actually been punting really I mean, well too. He might. So, be, yeah, he uh, might. If un- you can, risky. if you can kind of eliminate, you know, some salary there. Yeah, could be a double could up. Be a double up, Dicker I, the kicker.
1: Yeah, but I like um I like Jacoby Jones and Ray Thornton. One of those guys could break out. You know, the the older guys, edge rushers, you could see them as day two, day three. And then um, Kerstetter, I think, is going to get drafted um, for sure. Yeah, we'll see how
0: he recovers from the injury. But uh, if he comes uh, back any any right, any right type know, of way that he used to be, he's getting drafted for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. Plus, we keep bringing in some more transfers and stuff. And, you know, who knows? Uh, and then I think, you know, the following year, you're talking about guys like Alfred Collins, Bijan Robinson, um, Vernon Broughton. I mean... There are a lot of guys out there that that could be really fucking good. That could be first round picks. So hell, Hudson Card. I'm throwing it out there. It's gonna be a first <laughs> round pick. Just saying. Just saying. He hasn't even
0: got the starting job yet, but he really does. But he does. Yeah. He is starting. Yeah. Yeah. He's you heard it here card. first. Yeah. The you heard it last time. You're gonna hear it again. You're gonna keep hearing it. Hudson Card is gonna start for the long one.
1: Game one, play one. <laughs>
0: Talking about QBs, yeah. there's one QB that happens to be extremely disgruntled with his team in the NFL, and he happened to win the fucking MVP last year. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no big deal. Just ho-hum, you know, just some random guy that might be a backup somewhere else. Um, Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay, um, and I couldn't be happier. Um, And the reason why I couldn't be happier is because Green Bay, you deserve this. And they Green brought Day this on themselves. Fans. Like, so
0: the way they handled this whole thing is
1: just beyond absurd. You know, what makes me mad is not only have they handled this terribly, they handled Brett Favre transitioning over to Aaron Rodgers terribly. Not only that, they've transitioned the Aaron Rodgers to, I guess, Jordan Love transition fucking terribly. Who the so, fuck is Jordan Love? <laughs> that's their first round pick last year.
0: Yeah, but that this is what I mean is like he's not good. He's he's so not good that they have to work out other quarterbacks cuz they're in full they signed fucking Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. <laughs> Blake Bortles. <laughs> they're freaking out. They're like I love how I love how the the report came out and they were like, "Yeah, fuck Aaron Rodgers. He's coming to play motherfuckers." Everybody was like, "What do you guys mean? Like A- Aaron has fuck you money and he is and, fine. He just won the MVP. He's fine not playing football anymore. And a gig with Jeopardy. I mean, he was hosting Jeopardy,
1: and people were like, "Yeah, you get the permanent Jeopardy job." It's like, okay, yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> so like, or so, or just anything else, he could fucking sell insurance, discount, double check, right? I mean, fucking guys, loaded.
1: What makes me mad is Green Bay Packer fans have won two Super Bowls. Favre won one. Rodgers won one. I believe. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's two. Um, Just
0: two in, like, the whole history? No, they fucking won a bunch of Super
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but, I'm talking about with Favre t- and... Yeah. <laughs> the oh, fucking
0: yeah. trophies named after the guy.
1: <laughs> I'm talking about with Favre and with Rodgers. So... Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I think Favre In won recent, won. yeah, in, won in won. modern,
0: since we've been alive, history? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, so, 1994, I think, is when they got Favre. So, you're telling me they've had, like, damn near... Thirty years of fucking great quarterbacking, and you've won two championships. You spoiled bitches. You spoiled wasteful bitches. <laughs> it's unreal. It, I can't. I hope that they give the reins to Jordan Love and, or Blake Bortles, even better, go Blake Bortles. I hope they give the reins to Blake Bortles, and they're just fucking trash for years and years and years and years and years because that's what they deserve. Everybody deserves. They deserve to here. be the NFL Cleveland Browns. Parents.
0: They really do. They, yeah, they, they really got
1: do. lucky. They got two generational quarterbacks back to back. Same with uh, Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, and the Colts ruined that too. One Super Bowl between the both of them.
0: Oh, I mean, th- you know, you bring up something pretty interesting, right? Andrew Luck just fucking said, "Fuck it, I'm done. Fuck this. I'm I'm over it. Uh, I've made a bunch of money, and I've you know had a good career. I'm just done playing fucking football." Uh part of it was his body deteriorating, but I think part of it was he was sick and fucking tired of the Colts front office, just being Stuck a bunch in. of idiots.
1: Yeah. I Honestly, as a professional athlete, I mean, if you're Andrew Luck and you're like, Hey, look, I got $40 million in the bank right now. All I have to do is just not play. And I could just sit there. And I mean, that's damn near generational wealth, you know, at least for the next generation, maybe not, two or three generations down the road, but $40 million, that's enough to live comfortably. If you're a smart guy, which he went to fucking Stanford. Like, yeah, he's a smart fucking guy. He'll figure out a way to make more money on top of that. It's like, why, you know, why are you going to keep getting concussions and fucking up your shoulders to where you can't like lift your grandkids? Dude, I'm I'm surprised more professional athletes don't retire early like that. Pull the Barry Sanders and just call it.
0: Well, I mean, you see like Marshawn Lynch bailed. Right. And was like, I'm done with the bullshit, done with the press conferences, done with all the the trash that I have to deal with. Don't feel like doing it anymore. And then, you know, he'll come back and and like play with his friends. Right. Yep. And if he's if he's enjoying it, he'll come back and, and do it because he enjoys it. I don't think that Marshawn Lynch is even playing for money anymore. Uh, nope. He just wants to hit people because he's a fucking he beast. Mode, Why right? not? Just you're uh, bored, <laughs> Just but I can I people. can totally see Aaron Rodgers, and it had it not been this weird fucking shitty controversy on the way out, because everybody every, there's there's a certain sentiment on the board that everybody thinks that Aaron Rodgers is a fucking huge bleeding vagina because Probably. he was all butt hurt about the cow not getting picked to play Michigan in mm. the Rose Bowl. And then he's still salty about it and whatever. And like, I get it, right? You know, have loyalty to the school and you know, talk shit about Aaron Rodgers, but like, but fuck off, right? We're not talking about college football. <laughs> here. We're we're talking Real about football. professional fucking football, yeah. right? This Money guy football. is a professional. He just won the fucking MVP, and his Net team
1: worth of one hundred and twenty million,
0: <laughs> and his team is is blatantly fucking with him. Blatantly fucking with him. All he wants is one Help. or two tools. He's not asking for them to just draft everything for him. He's yeah. asking for like some tools so that they can win games more like from his standpoint that he can affect games better if he has better tools. Like I get that, right? He's an MVP. He wants more talent around him. And instead of that, who did, yeah. they, what did they fucking draft? They drafted
1: his backup and they drafted like a defensive or cornerback or something. like No, Yeah. So, they drafted Jordan Love last year, and I think they drafted, yeah, I think it was a corner or a defense or a defensive lineman. I don't even fucking know. I don't even care because it won't help. It's, <laughs> it's so like,
0: stupid. It's so <laughs> beyond stupid. Just draft
1: a wide receiver to shut him up. Like, he's your franchise quarterback. Like, a oh, worst case, you end up with a decent first round wide receiver. Like, just sign a cornerback in free agency and keep your star quarterback happy. It's not that hard. It's Whatever. That, that's what I never understand. I will never in my I'm going to go on a tangent. I will never understand. It is not that fucking hard to keep people happy. It is not that understand. It is, it is just not that hard to understand problems. It's it's the same deal I went with when when I decommitted from the Texans. It is the exact same thing. It is not that hard to just. Be fucking smart. Any person with a pulse can see, hey, that's a bad move. Or, hey, this will make this person happy. It's just not that hard to just break it down and be like, hey, if I do this, this will happen. But every single NFL franchise, I feel like, not just the Texans, not just the Packers, it's like, oh, hey, I could do this and this would be an optimal outcome. Instead, I'm just going to do this. It's going to make shit blow the fuck up. Like at this point, I feel like the entire NFL is just like WWE. Like it's all scripted. Like Russell Wilson wanted out. Deshaun Watson wanted out. Aaron Rodgers wanted out. And it's just like, what's going to get clicks now? And it's,
0: I, I, but how do you, how, how are these guys thing. so disgruntled is what, right? I, I get the whole aspect of like it's a professional organization. You signed a fucking contract. Yeah. I get all that. But And everybody makes the argument that the NFL can't turn into the NBA, right? Well, at some point, it kind of has to when you have people that are literally that much better than everyone else, right? Without Aaron Rodgers, the Packers suck. They suck suck, fucking dick, like real bad.
1: They're fucking
0: terrible terrible without Aaron Rodgers. The the Chiefs have zero fucking chance in hell at all, right? I mean, we, we saw... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers just just wreck Kansas City in this last one. And the only reason that Kansas City was even remotely in that game is because Patrick Mahomes is a fucking freak. Yep. Right? He's he's literally throwing balls 30, 40 yards downfield, yeah. Like when he's On his back. he's <laughs> parallel to the fucking ground. It's, so that I guy is a hundred million dollar quarterback, right? I mean, yep. that's fucking crazy. That's an insane contract. But also, he's the only reason the Chiefs are fucking good.
1: Yep, and it, I always call it the 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 Chad Henney prophecy. Basically, if you inserted Chad Henney into your starting lineup, <laughs> could that team by itself, with Chad Henney at quarterback, win games? Not even win a Super Bowl. Just win. 10 games. That's when you know you have a good roster. Then you need to insert a Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott. You, uh, you know, name a quarterback. That's when you know you have a good roster. If you take that quarterback away, like you take Deshaun Watson off the Texans, it's the worst, it's the worst roster in sports, in any sport, like at all. Like it's the worst the Packers. The Packers are a Four and 12 football team. If you insert Chad Henney into their quarterback spot,
0: (laughs) I really, it's true. It's true. They're worse than the Bears, the Bears, and the Bears are fucking terrible. The Bears haven't been able to find a quarterback since I don't even know when.
1: 1985, the Super Bowl shuffle, baby. (laughs) We
0: are the Bears shuffling through (laughs) I mean, fuck, dude. Uh, All right, moving on from the footballs we've got a uh, baseball and kind of doesn't matter that we took a week off of the podcast yep, because there are no new results to talk about nope. same results we dropped the series to Tech, which sucks but fuck tcu uh the cockroaches have been stomped well kind of right they've got to lose at least one game to k-state so that uh Texas can be in contention to either share or win outright the Big Twelve championship for the regular season. Let's go K-State. But, yeah, let's go K State. Yeah, it was a good go, series uh, against go TCU.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah, good series against TCU for sure. Um, yeah, there's some crazy games. Yeah, so that there. game
0: one, right? Game one was crazy, right? Go ahead, Homer in the eighth. Uh really close game the whole game. Texas never trailed, but they they didn't really lead. Uh, and then that homer in the eighth, awesome. Then you know closed out that game and won. Game two was a fucking embarrassment and base running. Like, <laughs> like I mean, they were they were running bases like uh, little league baseball. I mean, it was just stupid and then and then game three come out and, and almost run rule <laughs> they almost <laughs> run ruled tcu they were up nine runs going into the seventh and it was just like oh one more run and then we could just run rule them. but it didn't happen
1: feel good i feel good but yeah we'll see um hopefully by the time we record our next podcast we'll we'll have a good idea what what baseball looks like what their future looks like and you know hopefully we're big 12 champions um Regular season champions and a pretty fucking baller.
0: <laughs> All right, so we've got the uh, basketball talk. There's, you know, that roster stacked already, but yeah, top. I guess Beard's still trying to fill some stuff out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think they're looking at they. I think they want to have at least one. Man.
0: We have at least one spot.
1: Yep. You know, um, which is unfortunate. Um, I know they want a big man. Um, not just at the you know the four, which I think is. Three, four, I guess is where Greg Brown is. But Greg, Greg, Greg Brown going to the draft? I think it's a huge mistake. I think it's stupid. Um, You know, it's it's hard to, you know, knock a kid for chasing paper and wanting money and you know and 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 going pro. But I think he could make a lot of money. You know, staying an extra year. I think right now he's looking at end of the first, beginning of the second. If he's lucky, if he you know he has a good combine. I mean, come back, play another year under Chris Beard, win some games. You know, I, you know, I, he, he has, he has top 10 talent, um, at least, at least lottery talent. And he's not going to get to showcase that. So, um, I, I hope it's worth it. I wish him the best, but I think it was a mistake.
0: I agree. Um, but I have stronger feelings. Uh, I agree, but I think that this is, this is like career death sentence type stuff because if you go into the NBA and and you're underdeveloped, they send you to the developmental league. And once you get sent to the developmental league, you're just another face in the crowd.
1: Hard to get back. So
0: yeah, hard to get back once they send you down there. So, and I think that's what that's what's going to happen because I can't see him playing meaningful minutes in the NBA. Uh, not I mean, not not with the the level of maturity he has. And not with the, the way that he balls right now. Yeah.
1: He, I mean, he needs a lot of work and, you know, I think that, I think that's what pisses me off most about the NBA is, is the um, development these guys have. It's, you know, Greg Brown is two years away from being a year away. You know, he's, he's, he's three years away from being a rotational player in the NBA. Um, But he doesn't see it like that. You know, he sees, Hey, I can get 1.4 instead dollar, dollar
0: of bills, y'all,
1: you know, Hey, I can get 1.4 right now, or, you know, I'll go back and I'll make nothing at Texas. Um, playing for a coach. No, they make game.
0: stuff at Texas, right? Oh, you yeah. can make money in Texas. They, yeah. I think they're making like 70 something grand a year on yeah, just I mean, the, just the stipend thing. Um, and then mean, the, the name, image and likeness shit is kicking in this year. I, I think he could have made plenty of money at Texas. Yeah. Not it,
1: one point four billion, but... No, for sure. But, I mean, I think you... I I mean, any any player in professional sports, you're really not looking for that rookie contract. You're looking for that second contract. That's where you make your money. In the MLB, the NBA, and and, and NFL, that's what you're looking for, is you're looking yeah, to make it... For I think the rosters contract. are only 11, right? Uh, I think they got 13. They have 13 I mean, now? Yeah. yeah, I think something like that. I think 12, 13. I mean... I can't remember. Uh,
0: and somebody's got to tell. Like it's not. It's not the NFL. It's not a fifty-three man roster no. with practice squads and all this shit. It's that the thirteen dudes and everybody else can get fucked.
1: Yep. And that's it. I mean, Brandon <laughs> might and, get from And run, I mean, you know? How much
0: do you hear about the eighth guy off the fucking bench?
1: Never. And 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 you need those minutes. You need that. You know, you know you need you need that time, you need that development. Like Brandon Eagles is gonna get time on a practice squad somewhere, like little Jordan Humphreys getting is getting time on practice squad right now. But you're not gonna get that time if you're Greg Brown. You know, you're you'll get the practice time on the court, but you're not gonna get meaningful minutes unless it's in the G League. And it's like, okay, well, now I'm in the G League, and now it's like, well, you're branded a G League player. So, or you could come back another year. Get drafted in the lottery and now you're branded like, hey, Greg Brown, even if you are a G League caliber player, it's like, hey, Greg Brown, former lottery pick. I don't know. I think it was a stupid decision. I think it was terrible.
0: Yeah. I mean, we love you and we wish you the best, but you fucked up.
1: <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. That's concise. That's that's basically how I'd put it.
0: All right. Uh football. Uh, we're, we're in the, uh, I I don't know if there's gas or brakes. We're just in like cruising. We're just like, (laughs) we're in neutral through no man's fucking super off season. We're in a school zone. Super fucking off season.
1: We're, we're going 20 in a school zone right now. So, um, we've lost a couple guys. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't even count them as losses. Really? Malcolm Epps, enjoy USC. Uh, Jawan Mitchell, enjoy Knoxville. Um, what the
0: fuck was that? I mean, if you need to understand how bad this guy is making at at making decisions, he he left the University of Texas, the University of Texas where you had scholarship. So even if he was like, fuck football, whatever, I'm just going to play school, full scholarship to Texas, and he leaves potentially one of the hottest, most anticipated programs to go somewhere where they just fired everyone for cheating and... They're going to be so bad. They're going to be so bad.
1: See, that's if he was, that's if he made that decision. My thinking is I'm pretty sure he was kind of, hey, Juwan, wouldn't it be nice in Knoxville? (laughs) Hey, why don't you go explore over this way? I don't think, I don't think he had a spot at Texas. I think he had um, problems with the staff. I think he had problems with grades. I think he had a lot of other problems where it's just like, I think it's a addition by subtraction, and I don't say that often. Um, You know, Malcolm Epps. I think I don't think he's a good player. Do would would I would I mind if he was on the team? No, I wouldn't mind. Yes, I
0: fucking mind if he's on the team. Jeez, Malcolm Epps,
1: holy shit! In the screen game,
0: he just dropped every fucking pass.
1: That was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I'm actually surprised USC didn't take it. Honestly, all three of these guys. So Epps to USC. Mitchell to Tennessee, and then uh, Kennedy Lewis to UTSA. I'm surprised they didn't have to go to you some know, FCS or community yeah. college or you know something like that. Especially Kennedy Lewis, I thought for sure UTSA is a really good landing spot for him. Honestly, um, I think I think that could be a good environment for him. So we'll see. Tennessee fans, you're fucked. He's a walking targeting penalty. He's one of my least favorite Texas players that. I've seen on the 40 in a long time. Um, and Malcolm Epps, I had huge high hopes. Supposedly a really great guy. Uh, he's not good at catching the football. He's not good at He just blocking. can't catch the football. He's, he's, yeah, he looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. That's what it is.
0: All right. And then uh, there's some, there's one get.
1: Yeah. So we got the linebacker from New Mexico state, um, Devin Richardson. Looks like a solid take. Looks like he has three years, which is, you know, it's always good. And then um, looks like we're going to lose my boy. I'm not even going to say his name. We'll call him Gatorade again. Looks like we're losing my boy Gatorade, um, the linebacker from USC. Um, Looks like now he's going to Ohio State. Um, Fuck you, Ohio State. We're getting Quinn yours. Eat my balls.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we have reached the near conclusion of the show hey is our newest segment so yeah
1: shout out our boy Kyle Umlang we are from now on going to be reading our favorite aggie fact of the week so um shout out Kyle if you haven't bought 101 aggie facts that every longhorn should know buy it it's on amazon um wherever books are sold um it's a great book i read it
0: it's actually only on Amazon. It's not where oh. books are sold. Okay. Yeah. Well and hashtag not sponsored. He's just a really cool fucking guy. Yeah. He he came onto the podcast. If you haven't listened to that episode, you should go listen to it. But we just really like Kyle and think that you should buy his book.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Buy his book. Um Kyle, sponsor us. Um once your sales are high enough. So Yeah, um, once you're really rich. <laughs> yeah, once you're rich as fuck, just sponsor us. So um the Aggie fact of the week for the Surly Horns podcast. In the first seven games of the rivalry, Texas kept the Aggies scoreless while racking up 157 unanswered points. A&M reached 157 points in the rivalry during the 32nd meeting. (laughs) Holy shit. God, man. 157 in seven games versus 157 points in 32 games.
0: It's so incredible just reading it so matter-of-factly. How it's, fucking bad A&M is at football? They're just bad. They're bro. awful.
1: Everybody's been getting so mad at Kyle because it's not supporting their agenda. But these are, it's
0: f- facts. It's Aggie facts. It's not just some bullshit. It's facts. And it it's factual. It's 100% factual based in real recorded truths. <laughs>
1: Stats from right. the history books. Yeah. Sucks to suck. <laughs>
0: almost anybody uh that we've talked to live has told us that their favorite segment is when we start getting on our fat boy kicks
1: and we start talking we, about food. we just need to start calling it fat boy fat the fat boy minute yeah. <laughs> fat boy minute
0: so so this week on the fat boy minute it's <laughs> a fat boy minute we're talking yeah Cinco de Mayo theme uh th- that's where we got this but it's no longer Cinco de Mayo yeah, but, well, we're, know, like we're making it, but whatever. favorite Mexican restaurant and what's your order and then bonus question uh not restaurant but your favorite Mexican dish got it all right so for me um they're
1: all three gonna go from the same place so I actually went there today um so I live in the woodlands Umble is very far away from me. It's like 35 minutes away from me. There's a place in Umble called Tita's Taco House. If so I randomly stumbled across it. It's this little hole in the wall. It is a it's right next to a tire shop. You would never know it. The only reason why I found it was I was out in Umble one day. I was hungry. I said restaurants near me. I looked it up. It has 4.8 stars on Google. With 2,000 plus reviews. So I'm like, okay, this place is fucking legit. Let's see what it looks like. So they open at 5 a.m. If you don't show up before 10 a.m., they're probably already closed because they've already sold out. So even though it's not just like breakfast tacos, they sell like regular tacos. So I went in. It's a small family-owned business. They have the best flour tortillas you will ever eat in your entire life everything homemade, everything perfect. I'll, I will drop a picture in the thread. Like I said, I ate them today. It was picture worthy. It was so fucking good. And I got the red pork. It's what I always get the red pork with a red sauce. Holy fucking shit. They put the bean slather on it. They scoop the red pork in there. I ate three. I went right back in line. The first time I had it, I got another three, ate all those every single time. Now I don't even fuck around. Just going six. Every time I'm out there, it's like only <laughs> once every three months. I said, this morning, I was like, I told my sales reps, I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to get there at 8.30. Don't worry about me. Like, I'll be there at 8.30. You know, we'll we'll grab tacos. I got there at 8 just so I could not be, not look like the biggest glutton in the world. So I ate three and then another three when they got there. Nice.
0: Taco House in
1: Humble. Best restaurant in the world. Try it out.
0: So, uh mine... I'm going to stick to the Austin metro area because I am, you know, I am Mexican. So I have some like Mexican restaurants in Mexico that that I like a lot, but <clears throat> nobody's yeah, going to be I'm able Mexican to go eat at those. So <laughs> in Austin, there is a place on South Lamar called El Mesón that is incredible. It's, it's real Mexican food. It's not Tex-Mex. It's real Mexican food. And uh, if you go now that COVID's over and I think maybe we'll get buffets back, but they had a Sunday brunch buffet Ooh. where they would, I mean, it was incredible. It was incredible. They would have like an actual like, you know, barbacoa head, right? Oh where you just God. like pick the meat off of the fucking skull and put it in tortillas. Oh right. I mean, this, this is it. And then they have the incredible paella. Um, they make ceviche from scratch. Like the whole thing is is very, very. Uh, authentic Mexican, both from the interior and um, from not the Baja region, but like the Yucatan. Um, so both of those regions, uh, really, really good Mexican food. It's called El Meson. And one of my favorite dishes there, uh, the thing that I get most frequently is actually their chicken tinga is just insane. Like it's just insane. Uh, uh, so good. Worries. So juicy, just like perfectly cooked. Um, cause a lot of chicken tinga, even though it comes in like the, the sauce and stuff, the chicken can dry out really easily. Oh, yeah. And then it's just kind of like, you know, chewing dried out chicken and with a really flavorful sauce, they somehow bring out stuff that just feels like it's been just freshly cooked and shredded, but you know, oh. it's been slow cooked and cause it absorbed all the juices. It's incredible. Uh, they also ha- homemade tortillas, both corn and flour. Yep. Uh, I'm partial to corn tortillas. I like really big corn tortillas
1: I like either one. I like yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not partial to either one. Um if I'm gonna it depends on the it depends on the meat for me. Um if it's uh like fajita meat, I want more solid. You know, if I'm adding more toppings I want a solid flour. Um uh, but if I'm doing like you know a diced chicken, something like that, you know, a uh you know a pollo asado, something like that. I want, you know, I want that good corn, corn tortilla, um, shout out. I uh, got to give a shout out to the original Nefas on navigation. If you haven't been, it's, it's probably the best Mexican food. Like if you're looking for a good fajita plate, fajita plate the original Neaf on navigation. Papacitos, you can't go wrong. Um, but, uh, speaking of, I was thinking about it the other day. If you had to say your number one sound, um, in terms of food, what would that be? Because easily for me, it's when the waiter walks by with that sizzling plate of quesad- or <laughs> of quesadillas of fajitas. When that waiter walks by with that sizzling plate of fajitas and you just hear that, tss, that butter, that, that Montaquilla. Yeah, you, you weren't ready for that word right there. <laughs> <laughs> you said it wrong, but it's okay. Oh, it's close enough. <laughs> it's close enough. It was good. You got the second half
0: pretty good. The hard part, you got good
1: botakilla yeah yeah Mont-a-kia. Mont-a-kia. that's what i it said it's close enough yeah i didn't say it white uh, <laughs> but whenever you hear that, that montakilla one, montakilla when you hear that montakilla running by your head oh there's no better sound in the fucking world <laughs>
0: uh, i mean i don't i i have never thought about uh that that's definitely got to be it right That that's the only thing coupled with the smell right as oh it's my just God. coming by the grilled onions nuts. The, the the onions and, and so fajitas for fajitas for me, and and this sucks to say because, um because fuck Houston right, but Lupe tortillas they're great fajitas are they're the bomb. best fucking fajitas.
1: So I have I have a I have a nitpick with Lupe tortilla. I love their fajitas. The lime, they they do it well with the lime juice, but their tortillas they're really great. But why do you got to make them so fucking big? It's like their tortilla. So you can fit like the whole fajita platter in one tortilla. It's literally one. Like you're eating it like it's like (laughs) you remember the the thing in your elementary school where it's like you lift the big giant parachute up and like all the kids sit under it. That's what one of their tortillas feels like. It's like it really is. It's like a goddamn parachute. And
0: they're so thin, but they're very strong as well. I I don't know how they do it. Um, They're well-made. I'm convinced that they put crack in the marinade for those fajitas because they are so fucking good. And, you know, El Tiempo fajitas, right? Good, whatever, super premium fajitas, uh, whatever. The flavor's not fucking there on your filet mignon fajitas, right? The Lupe Tortilla fajitas are just outrageous. They explode with flavor in your fucking mouth.
1: Hey, um, I'm, I'm going to shout out to my margarita boys, my fajita peeps. I thought like, so whenever um, there's one off of Gosling by my house and um, I was like, okay, whatever. It's a fajita restaurant. It's weird. They only deliver like you can't just like walk in there and like sit down and eat. I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. Fantastic. It was great. It was like 40 bucks. Um,
0: 60. Is this the margarita. Tim Love thing that he does? What's up? Is it the Tim Love thing where he just does fajitas oh maybe i don't know could be
1: i don't i have no idea it just they just moved in like six months ago like during corona and shit and we decided hey let's eat fajitas and we didn't want to go out so we're like hey we'll get them delivered it was straight up the best beef fajitas i've had in months like especially for the price i mean if you're going to el tiempo you're going to papacitos you're talking about 60 70 bucks drop them on like a fajitas for two it's fucking stupid this was 40 bucks it was fajitas for four and it fed me (laughs) my wife both my kids and i could make some the next day so (laughs) it was that's
0: just because you're a pussy no i'm just kidding oh no no, no. i've seen me so yeah i was about to
1: you've seen you've seen me put some shit down
0: so (laughs) so uh then my favorite mexican dish it has to be the mexican delicacy cabrito just fucking love a good cabrita <laughs> they just take a little baby goat slaughter it six weeks Water. old right it's like <laughs> veal
1: but goat Talk about slaughtering some goats <laughs> no they nobody talks about slaughtering
0: goats except the surly horns podcast fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is the tenderest most delicious meat thank you baby goats hey i love some
1: barilla tacos I'm not, I'm not going to, yeah. burrito tacos. I love those. I love, um, uh, chilaquiles. I love chilaquiles. Those yeah. are fantastic. Uh, I'm trying to think others, uh, other Mexican words I can say, cause I love all Mexican <laughs> food, but it's all the same. It's all, it's like tortilla, beans, rice, vegetable meat. Like it's all the same shit. And just it's like taco candy.
0: bell but with real food yeah it's mexican food is kind of like that a little bit
1: but it's the best all you got to do is you just got to make sure there's good lime on it there's good seasoning on it it's cooked well um and then you know you got to give me some good queso and and you're good it's all and the the tortilla is the most crucial part of any mexican dish for me if it's involving a tortilla. It really is yeah. it,
0: it 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 brings the whole thing together
1: you eat a garbage tortilla, it's awful With that, hook them, and rest in peace, Jake Ellinger. Rest in peace, Jake Ellinger. Hook them.